Welcome to Get Inspired, the podcast by Go Hard for God Daily. This is where we display the life of believers. We share and teach the gospel with practical living. We be real, we be honest, and we be open. And encourage you to be the authentic version of you that God created. Welcome to Get Inspired. Now let's get into the episode for today. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love, CEO, founder of Go Hard for God Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Get Inspired. We have already told you in episode one, if you haven't checked it out, please go back and view episode one. Uh, very, very good. This season four that we're in to kind of close out 2023, what we're doing is sitting down and having conversations with married couples. So we're on episode number two. Um, again, if you haven't checked out episode number one, you're behind. If you haven't checked out the whole podcast, period, if this is your first one, then you're way behind. All right. So go back all the way to season one and work your way back. But we thank God that you're here today. So we got um, some good friends of mine who I know really, really well who are joining us today. Uh, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. Usually I would do that, but I think they're really, really good at this. So I'm going to pass this over to my good friends today, Harry and Chelsea. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people today. Ladies first. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. My name is LaChelsea, affectionately known as Chelsea King. I'm born, bred, and raised in the good life city of Albany, Georgia. And we now reside in the Tifton, Tiff County area. Um, and I'll let you finish. <laughs> All right. I'm Harry King, affectionately known as Big Daddy. <laughs> and um, listen, we're in Tifton, Georgia now. Married 17 years. Mm. Owners of King's Production Services, LLC. And LaChelsea L. King, LLC. Go Absolutely. <laughs> and so we work a little bit. We have an installations company. We have a music company, music production company. We have a photography <laughs> business. We have a tax, um, tax firm. Uh, I do tax, trade, and travel. Right, tax, mm-hmm. trade, and travel. We're also day traders, and uh, mm-hmm. and we're worship pastors. Well, my wife was the worship pastor. I'm the lead minister at Freedom Church of Albany, Georgia. I'll pass it to Carlo Marcus. Shout out to the town. <laughs> Shout out. So yeah, we're the kings. We are the kings. Man, it's so good to have y'all here um, today for the episode. What we do, um, and our audience knows this already, one of the things that we do, we start off with coming to Christ story. Um, and I believe the coming to Christ story kind of helps us to just navigate through the 17 years that you guys have been married. Yeah. I kind of put that out there before you did. But I, I want to start off with the coming to Christ story. The coming to Christ story is where... We just allow our guests to talk about how they came to Christ. Like, what was that like? When was the first encounter? And then we just kind of navigate that story from there. So whoever want to go first, just tell the people, tell the world, what was your coming to Christ story like? So for me, um, I never forget uh, my home church is the greater Second Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church (laughs) in Albany, Georgia. Um, I never forget um, Pastor Lorenzo L. Hurd was preaching and I was nine years old. We were singing in the uh, like a big mass choir that Sunday Mm -hmm. and he was giving a point. I cannot remember exactly what the point was, but it was like my mind or my spirit saw where he was going before he even got it mm. or got to that point. And, and just something just rose up and I jumped up 
And I shouted, yes, yes, I know, you know, at nine years old. And, of course, over half the church is looking at me like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But it was that same Sunday that I, I initially um, walked down. Um, you know, the old school Baptist churches, they still had the little push, look like little fence doors open on the side of the choir. So I walked through and gave my life to Christ. But it wasn't until, I would say, 10 years later, this big sex man right here and I had <laughs> just become good friends and... Um, we were out late, and um, I was headed home. It was very late, and I ended up falling asleep behind the wheel. I was 19, and right there on US 19 in Albany, um, ran into an embankment. Mm. And even the uh, paramedics and the police officer, by the time they arrived, well, first of all, let me backtrack. Um, I hit a lamp post or a pole, and in me doing so, I just, something just, I, I woke and I dozed back off and I woke again in my car. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't hit the brakes, anything. And my car was literally headed towards the Flint River. Mm. And it was so dark. I couldn't see anything. No additional lights nearby. And all I hollered out was Jesus. Yeah. My phone was off. All I could do was call 911. And um, it was just in that moment I rededicated my life to him in my car. Mm. I had already accepted him at nine, but it wasn't until 10 years later that I saw him for myself. Right. Even to the point where there were two ladies. I have no idea how they saw me all the way down there. And I truly felt like those were angels mm -hmm. that got a because I was looking for them. Nobody saw them around by the time the police got there. Everybody was looking like, how did somebody find you? Mm -hmm. And I, all I can remember was I even shared it with him all those years ago. There were two black ladies and if they're watching this by happenstance, if you remember me, please let me know who you are. <laughs> but um, they they saw me. They found me. And they helped me get out of my car. Um, no scratch, mm. just soreness. I mean, nothing. Um, and like I said, even the paramedics, one knew me because she just so happened to be working with my uncle at that time. And she said, I know you. You're such and such as niece. And I say, yeah, you know, sorely, but... Yeah, that's me, you know. Yeah. And she was like, baby, I'm going to be honest with you. You should not be alive today. Mm. You should not be standing here. Your car should be flipped over in the embankment in that river. Wow. And it's been me and Christ down like four flat tires ever since. Since, since 19, ever, right? Ever, since, since 19. 19. That's so yeah. good. That's yeah. so good. So before I dive more into that, yeah. I'm going to give my brother a chance to share his, his coming to Christ story. Wow. So mine's kind of quick. Um. <laughs> he said, wow, like, yeah, that was yeah. the first time hearing that from her? Well, I mean, just descriptively. Descriptively. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, because she was she was with me that night, and mm -hmm. she was leaving, headed home. Okay. So, so yeah, so I was like, wow, just to hear that. That's good. Man, that's, yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff, baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> But yeah, so so my story, um, I grew up Church of God in Christ. Um, shout out to my grandfather, um, who was who was my pastor. Um so I always thought I was saved, you know, just based off the information that, yeah. you know, growing up and you know, we were faithful to the church. And so um I you know, I got a little older, got in my teens and um, kinda started smelling myself and start entertaining some stuff. Mm -hmm. And so um it was about nineteen twenty. I met a young lady, and we were we were friends. We were dating, and while being busy, yeah. I kind of I kind of got into some stuff, and I basically kind of hurt hurt the families yeah, yeah. with some of the things I entertained. And so, uh, wanting to be a better man, 
um, I first started shifting my ways because I wanted to prove to them that I was a better man. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't about my my relationship with Christ at that moment, but in trying to prove to them, hey, I'm a better man. You know, I don't I don't do the things I used to do. I'm changed. Right. I'm different. Yeah, I bumped into God. Mm-hmm. Bumped into God, man. And uh and and I actually got serious about the Lord. So so I said I was around 21, 21, 22, and it was right before my baby came uh, in the world, and she's twenty two now. So. <laughs> So yeah, so right before my baby came, I um I, I met the Lord for real, and it's me, it's been me and him, you know, holding it down, rocking, <laughs> it's been rocking, you know. That's so, so good. So yeah, that's that's my quick story, man. Man, that's that's so yeah. good. Um, I say this all the time. One of the things that I realize, and everybody's coming to Christ story, at least ninety two point seven 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 percent of the coming to Christ stories that uh, we've heard on the podcast have had early encounters. Mm-hmm. Now, the early encounters, I, I believe they're significant, and this is this backs up scripture as well because mm-hmm. there were eight-year-old priests, mm-hmm. King Seven and stuff like that. But I just think it's phenomenal that God will um, just introduce himself. I don't even want to use the word introduce himself, mm-hmm. but that we can just have an encounter at such a young age. And sometimes it's younger than nine or eight or seven. Right. Um, but the good thing is... Another thing I hear is that is a foundation part of the faith. Mm-hmm. Years later, now obviously we all have to rededicate our life at some point. Right. Absolutely. But what we do know is the moment that we had mm-hmm. at nine, at eight, at seven, mm-hmm. or sometimes at 15 or 19. You know, it's different mm-hmm. for different people. But I think that's a phenomenal thing, man, that people are actually, and it's still happening today. Yeah. I know we may not see it as much. You know, it just depends on the circles and environments you're in. But I do believe that early encounters are still happening. Absolutely. Eight years old, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and things like that. So great, great, great testimonies from uh, both of you. And the about the, the ditch. <laughs> right, let's, go right. to, yeah. let's go to the ditch. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, about Ooh. the ditch. All right. So um, let's just say coming out of that because that, that was like, a really come to Jesus moment for you. Yeah. Like talk me through that moment to the next two, three years after that. I kept um, taking on the shame and the guilt because of course, you know, your family, they're embarrassed because they feel as though you should know better. Um, You know, what are you doing out that late? You shouldn't be at that boy's house and da, 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 da. And, of course, as we get older, we're like, well, I wasn't doing anything. We were just watching a movie, hanging out. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you even try to, in turn, start blaming other people. Had you left me sleep? You know. But at the end of the day, none of that matters. Right. Um, What matters is the fact that I had the experience. And even now at 37, soon to be 38, I look back at that and I'm like, okay, what if I had never had that experience? Would I have hollered out his name? Um. So over the next two to three years, I, I just kept, ref- honestly, I, all these years, I still use that as a reflective piece for me 
um, with everything that I do when it comes to my prayer time, when it comes to my worship. Sometimes I even go back and I just have as one of the things in my memory bank to say, God, I thank you because I should have been dead. Mm. So I really, um, you know, the old church say, you know, and we'll understand it better by and by. So we're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down. <laughs> and so and so now I'm at the age where I have children that are very close to that yeah. age and at that age and mm -hmm. past that age. And so to understand, I'm in my by and by season now. So I understand now what it means to when they say, I should have been dead and gone, mm -hmm. but God kept me. You know, I should have, but God, I should have did. It's like, should have, could have, would have, but God. So I have my own, I should really have been floating in the <laughs> Flint the River, river. Yeah. right there in the good life city of all being yeah. in Georgia. And, and who knows if they would have found me had my car tipped over with me in it, had God not sent who he sent to find me, you know, because even the paramedics, they could not find me. Nobody could find me, you know, wow. so that's, it's, it's reflective for me even to this day. Yeah. And that's definitely uh, one of those, but God moments. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You Absolutely. know, when you think about certain things, I know sometimes stuff becomes cliche and we kind of just say it as like, you know, the Christian thing. Yeah. That, that's really one of those but God yeah. moments. And then yeah. you can always have that testimony and something to look back on. And one of the things that I talked about um, in another episode is, is just pausing and reflecting. Having those moments continuously where you just sit down and you just reflect on the goodness of God and the yeah. times where you could have been dead and the times where things could have went another way, but God always showed up. And I think those are some of the most important moments in our life because it it helps us to just solely number one focus on god mm -hmm. what he's doing what he has done and then whatever season that we're in we know that we can trust him to still bring us through or yeah. out or to do even greater or more than what he did then yeah. during those times when things were not so good or the time when i could have been well not me but you could have been floating in the river you know but i i think all of that is good and this is why it's important for us to just have that pause and reflect moment and then i think it helps us because sometimes the the confidence or the trust um not for everybody but sometimes for different people the trust start to go away like yes. yeah. man I, i've been trusting god for it and i just ain't seen nothing but the pause and reflect moment helps you to think back on that time or yeah. those times and say you know what you build that confidence back up and say, okay, God, I do. I, I still trust you. Yeah, I still trust you. I do. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I do. That's so good. So you mentioned, um, just trying to prove something to others mm -hmm. and then you bumping into God, like <laughs> let's, let's navigate through that moment because it, what it seems like is just for me hearing it, it seems like there was an identity moment for you. Absolutely. So just talk me through that a little bit. Yeah. So so what happened was when um, I, I you know I'm I'm a vibe person. I've always been a vibe person. Um, it makes me very sociable, friendly, easy to get along with. And so I saw I saw the um, what was the word? I I saw the disappointment mm -hmm. on you know my mom's face, family's face, community. You know, some of the people in the church, when they kind of you know, got wind of some of the things, I had started entertaining. Yeah. And, it, you know, it just got to a point to where I was like, man, I'm out here in the deep. 
you know, a bunch of foolery, you know. That was mm-hmm. his ditch. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was my ditch. Yeah. You know? And so and so in that, you know, I was like, man, I wasn't raised like this. Mm-hmm. I know I know better. Like, you know, what are you doing? You know. Yeah. And so and so now, you know, I, I started spending some some time trying to like like I say, I was trying to really. You know, changed my life. You know, I started reading the Bible. I started visiting a lot of ministries, and I and I remember going. I, I started. I became involved with Albany State. They had a college ministry. I was I was there a lot. I was at, I was at Second Mount Olive. I was at Second Mount Olive a lot. <laughs> I was at um, um, Victor Powell's church. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Raymond Word. Um, great ministry there too. I was at his church a lot um, because because those teachings were a more um, they were more relational teachings, gotcha. in, a, in a more relational environment. Yeah. You know, I, I just was, I wasn't, I, you know, I, I've always been a musician, but I was never really interested in just performing in church. I gotcha. Even when I was young, you know, I was never yeah. interested. So Good. the shouts and the bumps and stuff like that, that was cool, but it was more relational, worshipful things, um, life changing things. I've always found myself to be interested in. So. When I bumped into God, it was more or less like a thing of just just really when I when I start shifting my schedule, the things I found myself, the places I found myself going, the things I found myself doing, the people I found myself shifting from, that made my perspective change and that made my mindset change when it came down to the things of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was still having a relationship with friends that were struggling with simple stuff like you know, cursing, drinking, yeah, yeah. sex, uh, going out, lying, stealing, you know, and to watch my response to everyday situations, you know, I had cousins calling me, man, there's something different about you. <laughs> you know, you seem more at peace, you know, different, you know. Yeah. And so I really, man, when I, when I studied the word during that season, I literally took everything I got from the word, I took it and applied it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's how I, you know, kind of gained the new posture in life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, the response of people, it sometimes can make or break us. Right. But it can also, uh, change their lives too. Yeah. All right. And I, I think is, I think that's a good point, um, that you made about, your cousin saying like something different about you. Mm-hmm. At some point, people should be able to say that about you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like absolutely. you know, I I, I want to be careful how I say this. <laughs> Just say it. Because as you know, as a as a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, we try to disciple, we try to help people, and I understand that we have to have grace. Right. With other people. Right. But sometimes, man, I'd be like, five years, bro. (laughs) (laughs) At some point. Come on, nah. Let's get it together. Let's get it together. Um, but I think I think the good thing, the beauty about it is you you took the word and you actually applied it to your life and that began to shift a lot of things in your life. And that is a important part in our faith walk. Mm -hmm. Is actually being doers of the word, which scripture talks about that. Right. Don't just be hearers. Um, I, I, I'll even, no, I ain't going to add, but I say don't just be observers of everybody else's right. Um, right. life and not change either if right. you know That's they're good. going that way. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Or I think some people need to be able to separate themselves from, you know, 
the people who are trying to do something else. If you want to do that, then hey, you move on about your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> move on about your business. It ain't always got to be me or us that has to do the cutting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is so, that's so good. So both of you musicians, you had early, you know, background in church and things like that. So is that is that where the the rubber met the road. That's where the rubber met the that's road. Where, that's, 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 where that, that's where it admitted that. That's what. Okay, let's let's dive let's dive into that because um, on on the night y'all was together before mm-hmm. beforehand y'all mm-hmm. was all together. So let us talk about that beginning phase. Like, what was the thing to say? Hey, I see you over there. Gotcha. You know, saying <laughs> I see you over there. Saying tell the story. Yeah. Or shall I? <laughs> so I better tell the story because you know. That story may be a little puffed up, you know. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it was so. We grew up in Albany, mm-hmm. and we were in the, some of the same circles. As a matter of fact, her uncle is one of my mentors. Okay, musically, mm-hmm. even now to the day, I call him Coach. Yeah, you know. Uh, shout out to Uncle Devin Hawkins. Uncle shout Devin. out to you. Guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I called him Coach um, because growing up. I used to come to Second Mile Olive and play basketball, and he used to be just calling all the shots. All of us, some chubby guys on the on the on the court. Yeah, but he was just calling plays like he was Jordan, you yeah. know. <laughs> and so and so he earned the name Coach way back then. Yeah. So, but um, we were we were playing together and hanging out together, and um, I've already I already met. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already knew her from just growing up in the area. Okay. But she was, you know, a few years younger than me, so she was just a cute little baby. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm still a cute little baby. She she's still my cute little baby. <laughs> she's still my cute little baby. But but so so just growing um musically we linked up. Um we started doing some work together um with with um one of my other mentors who I called Pop, the late the late Vernon Stravinsky Williams. Vernon Williams. Rest in peace, sir. Yeah. Um, and so we, we started doing some work together, and, you know, I, I just really grew very fond of her. I grew fond of her ability, and she was very, very talented. <laughs> she, was, she was pretty, too. But uh, she was very talented, and, and she, was, um, it, it, she was attentive, and I was paying attention to how she moved. Mm. And how she moved got my attention. Um, and so <laughs> one particular day, uh, we was at a midday service. Was it a midday service? Yeah, it was a midday service, Probably. and I had a com- I had a smaller conversation before service with her, and it was it was just talking about you know just something simple. Yeah. But she was very attentive in that conversation, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I then ran into her again that night at Walmart. You remember? Oh, I ran to her Walmart, <laughs> and she was hanging yeah. out, and then we had a conversation that night. And we talked on the phone, man, about four, maybe five hours. After that, nine. Yeah. After oh, yeah. nine. <laughs> you talk, you, you talk, you, you talk we actually that on. fell asleep a, on a the phone. A certain audience may yeah. get the after nine, the free after nine. Some of them right. probably won't. Right. <laughs> hey, we had that on. You sleeping? I mean, I'm sleepy, but I ain't sleeping. You know, we, we had that going on. You know, and I'm talking about, man, it, it was, and that's, that's how, that's how she got my attention. She yeah. was just herself. She was beautiful. She, you know, she wasn't trying to be more than, than she was. She was just, she was just amazing. She was just simply amazing. Yeah. And that's what got my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I prayed a prayer after that too, but we'll keep going. 
I'm just going to add that one of the things that um, we had actually both started working with Vernon, the late Vernon that we just mentioned, was actually my minister of music. He had just become my new minister of music at um, at my home church during that time I was I know him, oh gosh, since I was 12 and a half. So by the time I was 18, he had a group known as All Worship Music um, or All Music Group. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I would work with him at the studio, um, helping write music, just pretty much getting a lot of the impartation from him. And so being around Vernon, he was working with, with Vernon also. We were constantly around each other. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we became work buddies first and then um friends of course out of yeah. that uh, because we both had a lot of the same desires he was you know strongly getting back in his word mm-hmm. and i was at that place where i was seeking something more too yeah and so um you know one of the things that he came to me i, I never forget just fast forward one of the things that he said to me was he wanted us to go on a fast mm. now Never had I ever <laughs> had a man, period, say anything to me about it. Outside of your pastor, your, you know, your yeah, daddy. Yeah. But just a friend just come up and say, hey, I think we should fast to see if we're supposed to be together. Mm, I know you like yeah. me. I know I like you. But let's fast. Let's go on a 30-day fast to see if this is where God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. We did. We both got the same answer. Wow. We did the same thing again um, right before we got engaged. He asked me, you know, how long do you want to be uh, together before, you know, you get engaged? And I said, six months. And he was like, six months? <laughs> I said, yeah, well, you know what you want. You ain't got to, you know. And here it is, six months and a week later, we got engaged that Christmas morning, um, 2005. And uh, we... This man is calling another fast. I'm like, yeah. what, what is with you in these fast? Well, we need to make sure that yeah, we're meant- working. They, they were. They were working. <laughs> so, I was talking. But it was just, <laughs> it was just the fact that he wanted us to be, you know, like minded and, yeah. like he said, in order before we stepped into the next anything that right. we were going to step into. And so, um, the it was just the leadership. And the fact that he truly desired to honor God in everything that we did, that caused me to truly fall deeply in love with him. That's that's good. Yeah. Um, I got some stuff. I was just annotating some stuff that you was talking. Yeah. Um, the first one of the things is if you know what you want, you know right. what you want. You know Absolutely. what you want. <laughs> so uh, real quick, I sound like a good Facebook post, right? There. <laughs> if you know what you want, listen. You know so, what you want. So. Real quick, before I dive into the next uh, thing that I wrote down as you were talking, mm-hmm. what is something that you could tell the people on the other side who may be dating, seeking, looking to get married? Because what we see mm. um, a lot is the dating. Do you feel like dating seven, eight, nine years? Um, and talking yeah. is a thing. So if 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 there was something that you could share to people who are dating um, right now, what would that look like? Because it seems like you knew what you wanted, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think when it comes to dating now, you really have to be straight up about what your purpose is mm. with this this friendship, you know? Yeah. If, if you're looking for a friend, companion, then go ahead and set that standard and and stay within that parameter. You mm-hmm. know, don't, you know, because I, I have a couple of friends who want friends, but then they have an issue with cuffing or 
wanting to make the friendship a little bit more serious than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's a relationship. Like, no, I ain't in no relationship. I ain't ready for that. Well, no, right, you just right, make right, that right. a relationship, right. the way you're functioning. You right. Know? And so, yeah, so like, like you really have to self-evaluate yourself and really, fo- you know, know what you want first. Like, if you ain't ready for no serious relationship, then don't go booing up. You right, know, right. Yeah, yeah. Keep it platonic, keep it cool. And um, you know, just you know, don't cross lines until you're ready to step over into other areas. Yeah. And so what's the conversation like when you're I guess just kind of being honest about where you want a relationship to be? What what are some things that you say if you first start meeting each other and you know what you want, what is the first thing that you say? Do you say, Hey, I want this to be more than what it is? Mm-hmm. Like how soon do you start having those conversations? So I can say with my my wife, mm-hmm. um, when we start having those conversations, just hanging out, yeah, we we were talking about everything, everything, everything we encountered, past, you know, yeah, our, yeah, everything, and and I and I was really. I was really interested in her because you know how it is you you hear stuff, and so one thing that I was checking out was like I think he was checking to see if I could handle his truth, yeah, mm, that's so without good. judgment, yeah, yeah, and the and I'm be honest, I did the same with him, right? You know, because right. neither one of us, so as they say, spring chickens, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that we could handle each other's truth without yeah. judgment to say, hey, you know what, that's cool, been there, done that, you know. Got you. How do you, you know, is that someone that can handle your truth? And then another thing that Pastor um, Marcus has even been teaching on this concerning encounters and interactions lately. Um, sometimes we can be too open too soon, mm. you know, and then that can run a person away. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, like he said, he's a vibe person. We just, we got to try the spirit by us. We got to try each other's spirit by our spirit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that, that was good. That was <laughs> And, and so that I, I think um, once having that conversation with her about uh, who she was, you know, what she's encountered, then I said, you know, I, I, I did some little checking on me and I was like, she's cool, you know, and I think she's mature enough, you know, to handle something more than what we had, you mm-hmm. know. That's good. And so that's, that's then I went home and I prayed. And I said, Lord. Um, and you remember the prayer? I, I, I said, Lord, yep. let me see, see her, her like, like you, you see her. her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I told her, and I, and I, I, I he still prays that prayer, by yeah. the way. That's, that's I said, Lord, powerful. Lord, help me see her like you see her because I know we can mishandle a person Absolutely. based off what we've heard about them. You know, and I'm talking about we've not, you know, I didn't encounter some of the stuff that she went through. So yeah. I, I don't have no type of, you know, um, hurt or whatever from it. Right. But because I know about it, sometimes the person can still mishandle you based off what they heard. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I never mishandled whatever she she trusts with me. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure I never mishandled. So I said, Lord, help me see her like you see her. And then that's, I think that's what drove the fast. Mm. Yeah. Those two times. That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I will say though, um, I what I do hear throughout through this love story um, is value. Yeah, I, there there is value, and I, I think it's important for um, people who are dating to to first and foremost value the other person, and not just a value from an outward appearance or what you think, but like you did. 
you pray, say, God, help me to see her the way that you see her. Help me to, you know, and that prayer can continue to go. You can help me to love her the way you love her, you know, and what yeah. you do from that, what you do is put yourself in a position to observe the other person from a whole nother lens. Right. And that's right. one of the most um, powerful and effective things that you can do in a relationship that can really take you to that, that next phase. Absolutely. And if I may real quick add this for the women out there, um, um, one of the things I used to tell them all the time jokingly was, he was everything that I didn't want, but everything that I needed mm. because I didn't want to, you know, I, he said he big daddy, so I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want a chubby guy, I didn't want a, you know, guy with dreads, and I didn't want a guy with gold and tattoos. I didn't want any of that. I wanted him tall, dark, and handsome, clean cut suits. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I kept running to was those same men that were tall, dark, and handsome were literally dark, mm. and he was a light for me. So wow. he was everything that God knew I needed, and. You know, it was through him. Um, even though my identity is not in him, my identity is in my identity is in Christ. Right. But he just helped me to see that and to find that That's part cool. of me. Um, yeah. So that was it. So ladies, don't run away from what you need just because you're trying to chase after what you want. Mm. Bang, bang, bang. Wow. Bang, <laughs> bang, <laughs> bang. Listen, we're gonna take a pause right here and we're gonna come back to finish talking about this amazing, incredible story that we have here with the Kings. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, family? Just want to let you guys know that we have a few ways that you guys can give and sow into Go Hard for God Daily. One of those ways is going to our website, www.ghfgd.com. You can hit that Give tab, and it allows you to give right there to sow into Go Hard for God Daily. Another way that you can give or sow into us is by purchasing some merch. So if you see something that you like while you're on the website, make sure you go ahead and grab it. That's another way that you can sow into us to help us to continue the mission and what we're doing right here at Go Hard For God Daily. Thank you guys so much for giving and sowing for all that you've done thus far. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Let's get back to this episode. All right, so we're back. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys was, because you both have music background mm -hmm. and ministry as well, mm -hmm. um, being in the church, and now you're actually being able to serve together. What's it like being able to serve together in ministry? As husband and wife, you start that one. Let me start it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I mean, it has this. It has this flow. Um, we have to make sure that we keep things in perspective. Uh, we are, you know, I feel like you can be productive in ministry, working together, running the business together, and everything, if you, you know, create the boundaries, the necessary boundaries. Um, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We've learned, you know, to not let areas bleed over. Right. So, prime example when we when we're doing business stuff, we understand who kind of takes the lead when we're doing, you know, because we have several businesses. So, yeah. some some of the businesses she takes lead, mm -hmm. and I and I stay in my lane. You know, <laughs> the same way with ministry at at the ministry, she's she's my boss. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 we make it work. You know, can we run that back? He actually said that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I heard it. But when, <laughs> when we get to the house. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm the boss. You know, 
I'm the boss, you know. But, uh, but, but yeah, but we keep things in perspective. We have a lot of conversations. Yeah. We hang out together. <laughs> so we make sure that it's a healthy relationship That's established. Good. You know, so long as that healthy relationship, you don't find, you know, moments of taking shots, you know. Uh, I need y'all to be quiet. Well, you didn't see that last night. That, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, because... You know, because when you're offended, you can find little yeah. shots yeah. to take at somebody. That's good. So, yeah. so we make we make sure we make sure that we kind of keep uh, everything compartmentalized, and we try to make sure that we have a lot of conversation. That's good. You know, I call it pillow talk. Yeah, we do a lot of pillow talking. Pillow talk is good. Yeah, yeah. We need to get a pillow talk tea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I I I I concur with everything that he said. Um, now, it did not happen overnight. Yeah. My goodness. It did not happen overnight. It took a lot of trial and error, a lot of maturing yeah. um, to even get to this point today. And we're still growing. We're still mm -hmm. learning. So um, when it comes to us working for me, I'll say, you know, because now I work for us for at home. Yeah. Um, especially now that our son is, you know, homeschooled and we've got a lot of other things on the table that we're working on, some other projects coming up. So... It just makes life easier. Mm -hmm. um, I know for him because he'll say, "Hey, babe, are you at the house?" Yes, I'm at the house. Ooh, thank God. Can you can you go grab it? Can you go do you know? And it works, you know. Um, but that's for us. Yeah, that may not be everybody or every couple's um, makeup or their story. So yeah. for us, it works because we have that flexibility. And I think even us having the flexibility because of the type of people that we are. Mm -hmm. Some he has his days where he may want to just be up under me and, and I want to just be up under him. Yeah. So working together, we have that time because a lot of, a lot of, I know for me personally, early on, maybe the first six to 10 years of our marriage, he was always gone. Mm. Working, 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 gigging, 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 playing, 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 you know? And so I know for this time now, us being together or working together, even in ministry, has allowed us to be together, yeah. to grow together, to mature together, to, you know, maintain together, earn our finances together. And yeah. it keeps us more accountable to um, not necessarily that we're always in each other's faces. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you can't get a little sick of that. All right. Now I've seen you for the past 12 days. Be gone. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it does. It just it just it keeps us aware. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just keeps us aware. Um, so that's how I feel about it. That's good. Uh, you mentioned something that I just wrote down. So wow. When you see me texting right here, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got some, I got some stuff. So, yeah. uh, one of the things you, you mentioned was about growing together. Mm -hmm. Um, like for people who are listening and maybe in the same position mm -hmm. that you were, maybe serving together in ministry, a husband, husband and wife, mm -hmm. or just serving together at home because mm -hmm. you have there, these are separate lives. Yeah. The, and you you mentioned something about being able to compartmentalize everything, but also having a conversation about everything. Like what is when it comes to growing together, what is something some helpful things that you can help those, you know, whether they're married couples or whether they're single, single dating? What are some things that you can partake or put into them and input in? Install. Oh, am I saying that right? Yeah, you got. I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm somewhere. You don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. What's something that you can download in, in these individuals, um, these couples about growing together? What does that look like for as, as far as growing together? Can I jump on that? Okay, man. I'm gonna say know your role, mm -hmm. know the role that you play, and know the role that your partner or your spouse plays. Mm -hmm. Um, married or even for those that are looking to be married, still know your role because. 
I'll be honest, I didn't know my role because I felt like, like I said, he was gone a lot, working, yeah, grateful. But because he wasn't home, I felt as though I had to pick up a lot mm -hmm. of the, you know, I got two kids, they were younger, yeah. so I got to be mommy. I'm I'm not a man, I'm not their father, right. but sometimes us, we can feel like, because I did grow up a single in a single parent home, so we have this saying, well, you got, you got to be mama and daddy. Right, right. Nah, he's still <laughs> daddy, you know. Um, but why, and, and it, I, I did not have a proper appreciation for what he was doing because all I saw was you always gone, you always yeah. geeking, you always this and you always that. And as and I say we grew together because and we're still growing together because Absolutely. the more we understand and learn not just our roles now, yeah. but each other's roles yes. and the roles that we play in the house, the roles that we play um everywhere that we serve in in ministry, on our jobs and our careers and our businesses, everything that we even in the community, then it helps us to feel those other places necessary right. so um that's good what yeah. you think mr king <laughs> and, and um to add to knowing your roles you gotta have a conversation about roles mm -hmm. so that you kind of understand like where do i fit where do we fit you know i was just telling a friend of mine that listen we are a puzzle mm. by ourselves mm. a, a, a fully developed puzzle and wow. to bring somebody else into that equation, you now have to start carving mm. what's already there to make two pieces become one puzzle again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so you got to start having so so conversations is that carving. Mm. You know, finding out what do you need from me in this department? What do you need from me? What do you need? You know, what do you like and what do you don't like? How how loud can I say this? How soft do I need to say this? <laughs> you know, you know. And so and so you start having those conversations. You are now carving the two puzzle pieces that are whole. Hmm. To make now them become a need to to become yeah, one become, big puzzle yeah, yeah. all over again. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, so conversations is everything. That's good, man. Yeah, conversations is everything, man. That's that's good. I love that, man. <laughs> right, man, you, you highlight. Got, I mean, he got, <laughs> he got some good analogies, man. Hey, <laughs> he's king listen, of analogies. Listen, right. track now. Listen, <laughs> y'all, y'all better go back. And listen to all the things that is being <laughs> dropped. These are gems yeah. in this episode from the Kings. So um, let's move right along because I got some more stuff. So as, <laughs> as we're talking about roles, as we're talking about roles, how important is it to understand that it's not a competition? And Ooh. let me let me let me break it down just a little yeah. bit more. I'm okay. With my wife being able to do something better than me. Wow. Yeah. You can, you, you better with the finances, take it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I bring in more money don't mean I'm the best money manager. So, mm -hmm. let's, so I just want to give that example. Let's talk about the importance of understanding roles and how it's not a competition. Like how, how can you handle one person being better at something and you not feeling a certain type of way? You want to start or shall I? I can make, want to make it quick. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, if I make it quick, uh, I would say uh, it's, it's kind of like lifting a heavy box. Um, you know for a fact that when you're approaching that heavy box that you have to bend your legs and you have to posture yourself to grab it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But the second you look at that box and there's somebody there beside you, then you know if we approach this box together, we're going to lift it with no problem. Mm-hmm. You look at everything in your relationship like grabbing that box together mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself being okay with having help. 
Because when you when you're okay with having help, then you'll kind of be okay with okay. Well, how can you help me? Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you yeah, still have to be good. you have to be honest with yourself because just because just just because I can lift that box by myself, why? Lift it by myself when I got somebody who can lift it with help. I heard you mm, that's good. Lift yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's I know good, um, so. one of the things, since you brought up finances, because I know that's a huge, uh, that's one of the leading causes of divorce mm-hmm. in today's, um, just in the USA alone, finances, infidelity, those sort of things. But I know for us, um, he does, he, same thing. He, he, he's the primary breadwinner. He always has been. But I do have a, a better sense of finances. Um, plus, my background when it comes to my, my education is business and finances. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that he'll do is, uh, especially the last what, year or two maybe, he'll, I'll just say since the pandemic, um, it doesn't matter what he make. I don't care if it's $250 or a $30,000 contract for an in- installation mm-hmm. um, contract. <clears throat> he'll come in and say, all right, babe, this is our clip from it. This is our dot, dot, dot. Um, you know, what do we need to do with it? He brought it in, yeah. but all right, what do we need? What does this need to go? Right. What do we, now I know I got my credit card. I need to pay. I know we got this. I know I got my truck payment. I know we got that. Right. And I, I've always done the same thing. You know, if we, if <laughs> strong, if, if we get a tax refund, if we, you know, come into a large lump sum of money from uh, a business uh, credit or anything like that. So I always ask him, Hey, what do we need to do with this? So regardless of who brought it in, you know, understanding our roles, mm-hmm. I know he, his role is he's a primary breadwinner. Yeah. My role is his help. Mm. My role is, you know, the same, the same way that God was to help with the children of Israel. Listen, I'm his help. Yeah. They know what they're doing on their own. They're a huge nation on their own. He's a wonderful phenomenon on his own. Mm-hmm. But as his help. This is, you know, hey, this is what we need to do with this. This is what I think we should do. And then I still honor him as the head of our household to say, well, okay, I've taken everything into consideration. Boom, boom, boom. This is right. what we're going to do. You know, so. That's good. It ain't always easy, but it it becomes easier over time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, you going to add something to that? Well, no, she, she um... <laughs> She did that. She did that. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good, man. That's good. I know a lot of. Um, I don't know them personally, but I'm just saying. And generally, I know that there are couples out there who are struggling with roles, mm-hmm. yeah. understanding just roles. And and you summed it up really good. Both of you summed it up really good. It really just comes down to you're responsible for this. I'm responsible for this. And how can we make it happen together? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's it. And I'll say real quick, because we are believers and, you know, whether you're a believer or not, um, which I pray you do come to Christ after watching this and all the other episodes of <laughs> Kirby Love Productions and go off for God daily. Um, you know, get back to the word. What does the word say your role is? It's just that simple. Um, sometimes we as women, we we try to be more than just a helper, you know, mm. because we don't think that us being one of the things I learned uh, working at the hospital back in in um, where, where we reside some years ago. I never forget we had what was called a town hall meeting, mm-hmm. and in that town hall meeting, one of the things that um, one our CEO gave a presentation or showed us a video, and in the video there was a young lady speaking who um, the the topic was just the 
just a. Mm -hmm. So nobody's just in anything. You're not a just, I'm not mm -hmm. just a wife. I'm not just this. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just that. I'm not just, a, you know, no, I'm more than I, if I'm your helper, then I, I'm okay with being your helper because guess what? Can't nobody, when nobody else designed to help you like me. Mm. So I'm okay with being yeah. his helper. You know, no one else was designed to lead me. He's okay with leading our house. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's um, one of the things that we, I even, I know for me, I had to get back to understanding who I am according to the word of God. Yeah. You know, Titus is a good place to start. First Peter is a good place to start, you know? So Yeah. Just understand. You want to know your role and know it well, um, and steward it well. Get back to the Word of God. That's good. It's just that simple. That's good. Uh, I I do hear um, it's a it's a I'm for you, not against you. Right. That's it. Absolutely. Mindset. Like yeah. I'm I'm for you. I'm I'm not against you. Yeah. And again, yeah. I know there are people out here struggling with that because mm -hmm. they feel like if if I if I give you advice about this then my advice is because this is what I'm good at, all right? Yeah. But me understanding that my spouse is better at this is through the conversation we've had. And me just knowing her background, knowing her history. Okay, she mm -hmm. majored in this. She went to school for this. These are yeah. things that she's really, really good at. Yeah. Why not be able to hand that over? And that's for husband and wife. Why not mm -hmm. just hand it over? Like, yeah. So um, I think part of that um, from, from the men's standpoint is just from dominance. And sometimes Absolutely. dominance comes from, you know, just kind of upbringing sometimes it comes from seeing certain things or sometimes it comes from not having yeah and you feel yeah. like i gotta be able to take I, I want to rule everything own everything show everything make all the decisions when really it don't always have to be that way that's right that's true so we're gonna take one more break right here and when we come back listen we're gonna get ready to close out this episode with the kings we'll be right back Hey family, just want to let you know real quickly, uh, a couple of ways that you can follow us is on TikTok, you can follow us on Instagram, or you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If this is your first time, hey, let us know it's your first time, like a video, comment on a video, share a video, whatever that looks like for you, but follow us on all platforms at Go Hard For God Daily. That's at Go Hard For God Daily on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, right? Let's get back to this episode. All right, so we're back. Listen, um, before we close out, there's a few questions or some things that I just wanted you to be able to help the audience with. But um, one of the questions that I had is, since you guys have been married for 17 years, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, on 18, I'm already giving it to you in advance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right around the corner. It's <clears throat> so you guys have been married for 17 years. Um what is the importance of still being able to date each other, being married 17 years? Now, according to my calendar, my husband told me to be ready tomorrow night. Uh, was it tomorrow? Friday? Because he's taking tomorrow. me out tomorrow somewhere. I have no idea where. And it's been on the calendar for over about two months. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still spontaneous. I give him that. We actually we have this challenge. We've always had this challenge since we've been married. Um, and we always uh, have this saying, a part that's also with the challenge, you know, who's sweeter than who? I'm sweeter than you. Mm. And so we just randomly do things, you know, gifts, uh, randomly, hey, come join me for breakfast. And whereas 
one of us is typically picking up the tab, the other wheel, surprisingly, you know, something like that. He's real good at surprising me if we're at a restaurant and it's nowhere near my birthday. I'm a November baby, by the way. And it'll be in the middle of March and they're coming, happy, happy birthday. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So... You know, that's that's um, I would say that's the spontaneity that we have when it comes to our date life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always those are some of the things that I, and now because I've gotten so used to it, he got to find better ways because <laughs> 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 I don't picked up on it. Now. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think just keep it fun. Like like I've seen couples kind of get together and the relationship becomes so serious mm-hmm. that you lose the. <laughs> The, the fun that, you know, it's supposed to be, man, we're doing life together. Yeah. And it, it don't need to be, I, I, need, I don't need to have more fun at work than I do at home. I don't need to have more yeah. fun with my boys than I do at home. So I, I look forward to coming at home because I, I enjoy my wife. I enjoy my kids. So yeah. so it's, it's always, you know, and we have a healthy environment. We joke, we play, yeah. we play, and then we play some more, you know. So so even Talk though I'm even though I'm older, <laughs> I'm the I'm the playful one. So I'm what kind of play you talking about? I'm, I'm always playing. We play. <laughs> but you know, so so I'm always trying to make sure, you know, even with serious situations, yeah. um, we trust the Lord. Yeah, you know, like like if if He's telling us that that we're going to be okay, we have we're to trust okay. that. And if we're going yeah. to be okay, that means that every day, man, we just need to be cool with it. You yeah. know? Hey, find something else to worry about because mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about provision. We don't have to worry about life, you know, yeah. because he's because our hand is in his hand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I so I you know, and so I take on that with everything. I, I, just, I just try not to let stuff stress me. So so yeah, so we try to have a good time all the time. All the time. That's all good. Time. That's good. I think it's good to um you know, have that place. And like and you talked about something, just having a good environment at home. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the, who sets the tone in the home for the environment? Like, who's the joker? Well, <laughs> nowadays, it's probably me. She's been turning up lately. <laughs> yeah, she's been turning up. You know, I, I think she's trying to find my level and she'll, so she's, been, she's been trying to make sure she passed my level yeah yeah because i'm always i get i used to get on her nerves like he still does. everything she coming out the bathroom i'm scared you know? <laughs> she, 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 I, i'm talking about i'll be ready to fight i'll be yeah. punching throwing the towel we, man pillow fighting all the time yeah nagging you know and then like when, and once she gets mad with me <laughs> I, I then get into this mode of you know. I love you, baby. Yeah. How how but how fast that. can I make her smile Why you when I know she's mad at me? Yeah. You know? So I mean, it's just become a game of peace, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's find, good. Find it, man. That's find good. That's good. And, and it's so necessary, man. It's so necessary to keep a healthy environment. Yeah. I think yeah. when you have a when you keep a healthy environment, you keep a healthy home. Period. Absolutely. You know from the children to the marriage itself mm-hmm. and, and so forth, you know, because the children eventually are going to mimic what they see come from the home, right. Absolutely, you know, and that ain't always the case, but a lot of times that is the case. Yeah. So I think creating that healthy environment um, is good for the marriage and it's good for the children as well. Absolutely. So uh, before we close out, is there anything else that you would like to share um, to couples who are married, newly married, just getting married, married 17 years, 
18 or whatever that looks like, is there anything that you would like to share to them where they are right now? So we'll run a quick list um, with tag team. Uh, when we first got married, uh, one, of the, one of the quotes that we lived by was that divorce it's is not, not an, an option. option. Divorce right? is not an option. Divorce yeah. is not an option. And then uh, having been counseled with my grandparents, we was taught to not be too common with each other. Mm-hmm. That's never get too yeah. comfortable. Never get too comfortable. Yeah. Never get too common. All right. Um, um, we also was given the advice to keep your family out of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, that became a valuable nugget um, because once you encounter some things in your relationship, your family is going to side with you. Yeah. You know, most of the time, you know, un- unless you're just horrible. Yeah. Then they're going to side with whoever, you know, but, but your family is going to side with you. And then when you're back straight, you and your couple, you and your relationship is back good. They still may be holding on to whatever mm, you got good. exposed to. Yeah. So, so it's still a, a great nugget to keep, you know, keep the family out your business. Uh, I would even recommend going to counsel, you know, find some, some, some. A neutral yeah. um, source. Yeah, and get some counseling, you know, quarterly or so. Yeah. Just to kind of keep y'all at a good space. Make sure that your conversations right. are healthy. Make sure there ain't nothing on your heart. You know, yeah, yeah. If you find a place where you touch on a, t- a topic that is a little bit too sensitive, then get some help. Get yeah. some help yeah. in. That's you know? good. That's good. So yeah, so that's that's a five point checklist that, a, that if you keep that in front of you, then you you should be doing you you should be on the the track to staying together for a while. Can I add one more? Well, six points. Let go. <laughs> yeah. One more. Um, <laughs> one of the things that um, over the years I've had people to ask, you know, well, how have you and Harry made it this long? How have y'all made it this long? Well, we always say, you know, everybody, most people, the, the common thing is, you know, you got to have great communication. You got to have love and you got to have trust and you got to have this and that. I say it's just a decision. We yeah. can love each other and not be together. Mm. We know plenty of people who love each other and they're divorced. Mm. We know plenty of people who love each other and they just, they, they never got married, but they still love each other though, you know. Um, but, and there are plenty of people who have great communication skills, but their marriage still sucks. You yeah. know, like just being real about it. Yeah, It's our decision to stay and make it work that caused us to stay this long, you know. Um that and just not necessarily keeping God first. Yeah. Keeping him, period. Mm-hmm. Just keep God, period. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because sometimes you may not go to God first. Right. You may have to backtrack and go back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and end with God. You know, even after the fussing, after the fighting, after the mismanagement, after the whatever. And now, okay, now let's go back. You know, so yeah, that's that's my my two edit. Listen, <laughs> man, I have been blessed um, today by everything that y'all shared, and I know the people on the other side of this are going to be like, we need to hear more from them. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> we need to hear more from them. Thank All right, you. so uh, but if the opportunity presents, then definitely we'll be glad to have the Kings back join us on another episode. Listen, this has been good. Um, I would suggest if you want marriage counseling just watch this episode again and you'll get a lot of stuff uh from the kings that they'll share today uh so good man for those who are freaking followers um 
subscribers, those who know where we are, TikTok, Facebook, I was about to say Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're following us. Listen, we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for your comments, your shares, your likes, everything that you're doing to help us to continue to be an impact uh, uh, across America and the other countries and everywhere else that people are tuning in. Listen, we see you guys in Russia. We see you guys in all the other countries and, th- awesome. and things like that. Uh, we're just grateful. And I always tell you guys, we're just trying to be good stewards over what God has given us. All right. Thank you guys. But until next time, listen, grace and peace, peace and blessings. We'll see you guys in the next episode.